Hey, it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro dealer. You're listening to Rob Kendall. The Republican Party in Indiana sees zero problem in record spending, in record taxation. And Casey Daniels. You went out there and said, please vote for me. You debated other people on why you're the better person for the position. Suck it up. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIPC. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob, Casey's here. And Casey, you know, one of the things you and I have talked a lot about is the need to fix our school boards Mm -hmm. across the state of Indiana. Yeah. And one of the big issues that we have in these supposedly Republican communities, whether it's Carmel or Fishers or Noblesville or Brownsburg or Avon, is that we have a lot of leftist lunatics on these school boards Mm -hmm. because they don't have to tell anybody what party they're from. Right. And that leaves it up to the voter to do all of the research on where they stand. And we have said that it is ridiculous that in the state of Indiana, when you have to declare a party to be a surveyor or a coroner or an assessor, there's one office you don't have to declare to be a school board or to be a, a party affiliation and that is the school board Mm -hmm. and thankfully finally we've got someone who agrees with us and she joins us now on the drivehubler.com hotline her name is becky cash she's a state representative she represents uh, brownsburg part of zionsville becky how's it going i'm doing great thank you you so much for having me on well we love when politicians do what they promise to do and you campaigned you were just elected last fall you promised you said i'm gonna be in there i'm gonna be a fighter i'm gonna be a reformer and you have a bill that would force school board candidates to declare their party affiliation tell us about it yes yes i do you know it's interesting because it wasn't one of my platform issues obviously exactly what you said um being a fighter, being a change maker was a big part of my platform. But literally the day after the election, my phone and my email box started lighting up and I started getting requests to file a bill that would make school boards partisan. So being someone who promised to listen to the voters, listen to the constituents, um, I got one phone call from out of district. All of the other requests came from constituents in the district and still I get emails. Uh, At one point it was probably at least twice a week since being elected saying, can you please make these school boards partisan? And so I said, yes, Uh, it was a little bit funny because the person who called me from out of the district, I said, Where's your state legislator? <laughs> <laughs> Becky Cash is our Becky Cash yeah. is our guest. She's a state representative from the Brownsburg Zionsville area. She uh, has a bill that would make school board elections partisan that she's putting forward this year in the Indiana General Assembly. Casey, Becky, is this something that you thought was needed, or are you merely just listening to the input from your constituents? Right. Um, to be really honest, I I will admit that I have not been really engaged in school board races. Um, before this year, and I saw firsthand up front just the craziness of the school board races. Um, 
from, I mean, I represent three different school districts within my district. I try to claim Western Boone also, but (laughs) I'm not really technically on that line. But Lebanon, Zionsville, Brownsburg, interestingly, Lebanon uh, had an open seat that nobody even ran for in in their area. So I don't know what's happening with that seat. But the fact of the matter is, is that school board races are partisan and you're just not having to declare a party behind it. But when you have we had school board candidates in some of these districts that were literally walking in Fourth of July parades with the other party floats. And I, and I'm thinking uh, in some cases you could go and pick up all of the school board candidates for, I mean, I hate to say one side, right? I hate to make this sided. We are people who wish that, you know, independents, libertarians, different people could actually get into some of these positions. But when you're actually walking in the parades and you can go to the headquarters of a certain party and pick up the signs for candidates, it's really, really hard to claim that you're not partisan Becky, because you don't want to claim it. Becky Cash is our guest. She's a state representative, represents Brownsburg, Zionsville. She said part of Lebanon, and she has a bill that would make school board races partisan in the state of Indiana. Becky, you're so right, and you won't say it, so I will. In Brownsburg, we have four radical left lunatics of the five on the Brownsburg school board. Two of them were completely bought and paid for by the teachers union this year we all know where the overwhelming majority of people in the teachers union lean or at least people aren't speaking out where the leadership is so it's a joke to say that it's not partisan because democrats have figured out if we just don't make people put a d next to their name we can win races in avon in brownsburg in carmel you're absolutely right right well and i was i live um right on the border of zionsville and whitestown so i saw the Zionsville races up front. I was aware to some degree of what was going on in Brownsburg. The one thing that really blew my mind was I did a Halloween event in Brownsburg, thousands and thousands of kids. And, um, and I don't, I don't know them personally, so I'm legitimately not, not trying to throw them under the bus. Um, so to speak, they were very nice people, but I watched two of the candidates stand on the sidelines, handing out information very humbly um, because they didn't have the money. And then I saw other candidates handing out, they had to have been handing out $10 worth of stuff to each person (laughs) that came through. And I thought, where are they getting their money from? Mm -hmm. And of course, I now know that there are entities in the state, there are that represent the um, school, um, the school, I don't know if they're officially unions, but National Education Association and stuff oh, yeah. that yeah. gave that that we're giving them money. And of course, the disclosures mm-hmm. are the financial disclosures are coming out so people can clearly see that there were candidates in Brownsburg that were given thousands of dollars, um, it, not in Zionsville. So I don't even understand that whole dynamic. I don't understand why certain school boards, corporations are being given money by these organizations and others are not. But the, the bottom line is that it, it is partisan. It's clearly partisan. And whether the Democrats win, whether the Republicans win, whether libertarians and independents can finally get in or not, there literally is no reason to not declare. And I will go a step further that in receiving the fiscal um, note, because a lot of people don't know, I didn't know, but there's a fiscal note attached to every bill. Yeah. 
it actually would be fiscally beneficial mm. to our local and state governments to do it because, like you said, it's the only race where they run nonpartisan. And so our local governments and state governments are literally having to create entirely different processes, handbooks, uh, everything in order to do school board races. Be- be- so be- it's be- actually Becky. costing the local government money to be- do it. This Becky, way. you are promoting transparency, you're promoting, promoting accountability, you're promoting fiscal responsibility. They are going to kick you out of the Indiana Republican Party. I'm very <laughs> How worried dare for you. you. <laughs> Casey. So far, so so far, they haven't kicked me out. Casey. We'll see. Casey, go ahead. <laughs> that just makes way too much sense. Okay, so sometimes you know the school board are the most powerful officers in the school district, and yes. I know Rob and I have our opinion, but the school boards they're often criticized for taking a back seat when it comes to change. Why do you think that is? Well, in this case regarding partisan Mm -hmm. um, school boards for exactly why you guys started. I mean, we, you know, when you have towns that are all Republican or all Democrat, I I would imagine that in the communities where Democrats win in Indianapolis and such, they really don't want, you know, the Republicans probably don't want to declare party either because this is going to go the opposite direction. So this is really going to go. But you are exactly right. People need to understand, and I think people are starting to realize this, your school boards are the most powerful people who, by the way, are not paid by law. They can't get more than $2,000, but they are the most powerful people in your school district. They have the authority to make supreme decisions. And here the legislature is saying, Keep everything at the local government. And by the way, that is coming from both the Republicans and the Democrats and every organization that I have met with so far said I asked them questions and they say we want everything kept at the local level, the local level, the local level. But then in some cases, even the school board members, I'm not sure even the school board members realize the level of power they have because then they send it back to the superintendent. Yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 that's a great point. Be- Becky, I wanted to make sure we get, the, get to this so that our, our folks know how to mobilize on this. First of all, what has been the response from your Republican colleagues? This should be a no-brainer in both the House and Senate. What has the response been to you filing this bill that would make school board elections uh, partisan? Well, the um, bills just started hitting yesterday, um, and so I immediately started getting messages from people asking me, are you filing a bill to make school boards partisan? There is another um, representative, I I don't know the name, who actually is filing it also. That's a whole different thing. I wish we talked more amongst each other so we knew what each other was doing, though it's beneficial for more than one person to file similar bills. Um, So far, I haven't gotten any backlash. I actually asked my legislative assistant. I gave him a heads up. I said, is my box full? And he said, surprisingly, not yet. Um, (laughs) But we'll we'll wait until my other bills come out and see what happens with that. So I kind of feel like this might be a mild bill, but we'll see. I I haven't gotten any backlash yet. What what, what should we do? Is there a name for the bill yet? Is there a number for the bill? How can our audience mobilize to help you? What should we be doing? Yep, it's House Bill 1036. 1036, House Bill 1036. House Bill 1036, it was sent to elections, which is the proper place. I was messaged by an attorney yesterday who asked me, is that where it should have been sent? And I said, yes, that's exactly where it belongs because it's changing the election code. Um, So 
contact the um, election committee, contact your own personal legislator. But right now, the best thing to do would be to go to the iga.in.gov website, um, look at 1036, look at who the committee heads are and ask them to hear the bill. IGA.IN.gov, House Bill 1036. Call everyone. This is so important. And Becky, here's the thing I love, and we'll let you go with this. We have so few people in this state and in this country who do what they say they're going to do and do the hard work. And you ran on being a change agent, standing up for the people, standing up against the establishment, and right out of the gate, you are willing to raise your hand and say, I will carry what I think could be an incredibly important bill to dramatically improve education in the state. I love it. Thank you so much for doing that. Mm Thank you. Uh, that is Becky Cash of uh, State Representative. She represents Brownsburg and Zionsville. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Becky. And you're listening to Kennel and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, it is 1121. Listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. So, yesterday, President Biden had a press conference, and at the end of it, he was asked by a reporter if he was still monitoring the speaker's race. We're monitoring it. They're going to be meeting in about 40 minutes to start things going again to see if Kevin McCarthy can uh, finally get what he wants and become Speaker of the House. But during this question from the reporter, it seemed that uh, President Biden needed the help of Kamala Harris, who is standing by to answer the question. This is very odd because I don't think he poses this to her in the sense of like humorous, ha ha, you know what I'm thinking, we're on the same page. I think he genuinely just forgot the word what he was saying mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not trying to be like radical right-wing extremist radio guy here when i'm saying this like i i tried to think it because when i initially put this on the template i thought am i gonna look stupid doing this because it's blatantly obvious that they're in cahoots together and i i don't think that's it at all i think he genuinely forgot what what where he was or what he was thinking or what he was trying to say mm-hmm. why don't should we just play it and yeah see if people agree take a listen thank you so Sir, are, you still are you still monitoring the speaker's race are you still watching the secret race? I'm, I'm following with great uh, attention. <laughs> I mean, it's not like there's nothing funny about that. I know I get that because they're total shills. Everyone mm-hmm. laughed and covered for it, but it, it's like he just forgot the word and what he was trying to say. How do I say it? The word's attention. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so his age is still a big concern among voters. He's 80 now. If he were to win a second term, he would be 86. And then that got me thinking, okay, yep, we're hearing Trump has announced that he's running, right? Uh, 76-year-old Trump. But then you've got Ron DeSantis, who is gaining ground. 
And let's talk about this for a second. Could you imagine an 81-year-old Biden going up against a 45-year-old Ron DeSantis? I mean, the debate alone would be amazing. It is fascinating, too. And again, we've talked about this many times, how we excuse things if they're in politics or politics or government related that we wouldn't excuse anywhere else. Typically, the behavior, the results, the whatever. But when it comes to also also when it comes to politics, the age thing, Mm -hmm. if you owned a local hardware store, would you want Joe Biden running your local hardware store? Take Joe Biden out of the equation. If you owned a local hardware store, would you want generic average 81 or 82-year-old man running Mm -hmm. your local hardware store? Yeah. I think if we're honest with ourselves, and I'm not trying to be ageist when I say this, but I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we're saying you might let generic 81 or 82-year-old man work in the hardware store. Work in air quotes. Well, work in air quotes. Or there are some who are overly impressive, who are still vibrant and know what they're doing. But mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like you might want them around in the sense that they could still contribute to the hardware store, but you wouldn't want them calling the shots. You wouldn't want the food on your table or the clothes on your kid's back or your mortgage to be dependent upon an 81 or 82-year-old person because, newsflash, everyone starts slipping mm-hmm. they've uh, they've been slipping for a long time that's what happens to everyone it will happen to me it'll happen to you it'll happen to kevin we all know how much kevin drinks it'll probably happen to kevin faster than the rest of us <laughs> hi kevin uh but the point is right you did you, you much less running the country and nobody seems to want to be, have this conversation i don't think that there's any way if it were desantis there's no way that you can have those two seriously debate one another at that point i feel like joe biden has to refuse to debate and deal with the consequences but you say that casey but we have a guy who is now in the u.s senate who started out his debate with hi good night everybody and he won i don't think it matters anymore i don't think with the creative jelly bean counting mass mail and unaccountable voting total partisanship divide i don't think it matters anymore and with big tech involved yeah. I don't think it matters anymore. I, when a guy who who couldn't string two coherent sentences together and started his debate with hi good night everybody mm-hmm. became a US senator, I don't I think we're done here. I don't think we are operating and having a conversation based around rash rational thought and logic. I don't think that applies anymore in our elections. Well, this Marquette Law School poll that was released said that DeSantis is tied in a 24 matchup. With Biden, both of them have forty-two percent. But you're saying it doesn't matter. I don't think it does matter. I, I, hi, good night, everybody. Is a U.S. senator. <laughs> I, I, I I rest my case. Right. Okay. I think as long as there is mass mail-in unaccountable voting, and you have creative jelly bean counting, and you have such p- w- people who are so wed to partisanship on both sides. Yeah. I don't think it matters anymore. I think the cookie now crumbles along whatever ideological lines the majority of the people in the state come down on. Look at here. Let's use Indiana. People are outraged over the Duke of Spendingburg, but yet the majority of people who are outraged just voted for him. What did you think you were getting? It doesn't matter anymore. 
Yeah, because we all watched that Fetterman-Oz debate, and at the end said, oh my gosh, Oz is winning, there's no way, and then look what happened. Pure, rational thought and logic would tell you that no matter how partisan you are, Mm -hmm. you could not vote for hi, good night, everybody. But But, you can. But apparently you can. Well, silly me for trying to put logic into it. That, you're going to learn eventually, Casey. (laughs) There's no place for that here. I just can't even imagine. His handlers, no way are they going to allow him to go on stage, potentially. I mean, he hasn't, Biden hasn't even said if he's going to run again. Um, But I think we're all assuming that he is. And and don't beat yourself up. I know we got to get to a break, but don't beat yourself up over this. Because I was the same way until... Until the most recent election, I was right there with you. And then I realized when hi, good night, everybody, not only won, but it, w- it wasn't even close enough for a recount. Hi, good night, everybody, won easily. <laughs> Clearly, nothing matters anymore. Well, I certainly hope so. All right, we've got uh, more on the way. Vince McMahon in the news, and we, we're going to talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. You're listening to The Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIPC. Good morning. It's 1133. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Vince McMahon is plotting his return to WWE, and the intent is to sell the company. He wrote a letter to their board in late December. He announced his intent, and he's going to perform a strategic review process of the company because WWE's live rights for Raw and SmackDown, which is a major source of revenue for the company, they're up in 2024. So this is the window. This is the time to pursue a sale. Uh, so the, interesting for several reasons. One, uh, obviously, the, it's interesting to me because it's wrestling, but mm-hmm. it, this is not a wrestling segment. World Wrestling Entertainment is a gargantuan mega media empire. It's valued at $5 billion. Yes, so when we're talking about this, don't turn it off thinking, well, it's just wrestling. No, we're talking about it because it is a mega media empire. And if indeed World Wrestling Entertainment were to be sold, it would have a profound impact on entertainment as a collective because it would take a behemoth an already existing behemoth in order Mm -hmm. to acquire it that being said swing man is not selling world wrestling entertainment they're trying to they're trying to disguise it as this vince mcmahon will not let his creation go as long as he is alive vince mcmahon is mad because he got run out of Mm -hmm. the thing that he created and as the biggest shareholder of World Wrestling Entertainment. Just because he's not the CEO anymore Mm -hmm. doesn't mean he still doesn't have all the power. He is the biggest primary shareholder of World Wrestling Entertainment, and he has been gone for six months, and he has said, I am bored, I need something to do, I made this thing, Mm -hmm. and I will either get back in charge of it or I will kill it as a family business and the people in charge of it. And his right to do so because he owns the controlling stake. He told the board that he was electing himself back. Yes. And they they agreed, but they said it wouldn't be in the shareholder's best interest. Right. Well, guess who elects the board? Right. He so does. He 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 does not. He needs their votes in order to become the CEO again. Mm-hmm. I find this fascinating because the people who are there recognize what a PR nightmare it would be if Vince McMahon were to again, in any official capacity, be involved with World Wrestling Entertainment. 
given why he left in the first place, which was allegations and hush money payments allegedly related to sexual improprieties. And we are not talking about just one. We are talking about whatever it is, four or five, I think, that we know about. And who knows what else is out there. And I think, you know, it's interesting for older people, they see the world in the way it always was rather than the way it currently is. And if you are Vince McMahon, you created over 40 years a national media empire, mm -hmm. which is what it is. Inter I guess maybe it's better to say a national entertainment empire, mm -hmm. which has a huge media footprint. That's the better way to say it. A national entertainment empire, which has a huge media footprint. And you were always able to get away pre-Me Too era with certain types of behavior mm -hmm. because it was wrestling. And people said, well, it's wrestling. It's the wild and wacky wrestling, guys. And Mr. McMahon is the great villainous heel that we all love to hate and blah, 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 and whatever. But in this era now in which all that stuff is no longer applicable and all of your transgressions can seemingly be, can go back. I, there is seemingly no time limit. Look at what the soccer coach is going through mm -hmm. now for USA soccer, something from that allegedly happened in from 1991. Exactly. For two, uh, two people who I don't even think they're still married now. I mm -hmm. think, I think they still get along great and they have a great relationship. I mean, Vince McMahon does not understand or appreciate, I guess how the rules have seemingly changed. And he believes he can operate the way he always operated. So this is going to be fascinating to me because his son-in-law and his daughter mm -hmm. now control it. They want to continue controlling it. They're going to fight him on this because they look at it as we have waited 25 years to control this company. Who knows? They may have been the ones who threw him under the bus to begin with so they could control it. Who knows? But a sale would probably not be good for them because let's say Disney or let's say NBC or whoever buys it. Comcast. No no guarantee mm -hmm. they're going to be in charge of the thing anymore. They may bring somebody else completely in. If Disney buys it, maybe they're buying it for to make amusement parks out of it or whatever. Who knows? So this is going to be a very fascinating standoff of an old guy who controls all the cards, who can believe he has done business as he's always done, and the realities of the 21st century. So who would buy it? The possibilities being thrown around would be Comcast, Disney, Amazon, Netflix, Apple, Warner Brothers, Paramount Global, and even and, Fox possibly. Well, but but he's but he is but not you're saying this is all a ruse. He is, he's not selling. Vince McMahon. He just, this is his way of getting back in. Vin, the McMahon family will no longer own World Wrestling Entertainment when Vince McMahon takes his last breath. Vince McMahon created this. It is his life. It is everything he worked for. It is everything. He has, no, money means nothing to him. He is infinitely wealthy just as it is. The sale of the thing doesn't mean anything to him. There is no way Vince McMahon. Now, I guess... If indeed they banned him or would not let him back or whatever, then yes, perhaps out of spite, he might do it. But as long as he sees a path to wiggle his way back in there, I think this is going to be fa a fascinating. Um, it's going to be fascinating to watch unfold because of the societal impact of it. Well, when you have total control of a publicly traded company and you own more than 50% of the shares, you get to do what you want. 
And if he's just putting that out there for rumor and speculation, it is working on his behalf because the stocks rose 10% when word of this came out. It, they went from $72 a share to $79 and a th- share. And this is what I told you, and this is the other fascinating side of this. This is like the only situation in which you can be a complete skeezball and scumbag, <laughs> which, let's face it, Vince McMahon is a brilliant human being. He is a marketing genius. He is the modern-day P.T. Barnum. He is the equivalent to pro wrestling of Walt, what Walt Disney was to cartoons. All of that is true. Mm-hmm. And Vince McMahon helped create countless characters who created countless memories, of which people my age who were children in the 1980s and early 1990s will forever be fond. I watched old wrestling last night, Casey, mm-hmm. so I am prefacing with all of that. That being said, Vince McMahon is a very scummy person who has spent much of his life scheming and scamming to rise to the top. And it will be very, it is very interesting that despite being all of that, and it has now all come to light, he is still able to monetize that to make himself Mm -hmm. even more wealthy. Do you know when you are the primary shareholder of a company the size of World Wrestling Entertainment, what taking a stock from whatever it was, 72 to 79, how much money that just Mm -hmm. made you? Yeah. It's Unbelievable! It is such a commentary on society. I can't wait to see how all this unfolds. Well, like I mentioned, it's valued at $5 billion, billion with a B. I'm curious. You said you watched old wrestling last night. Was it Hulk Hogan, Roddy Roddy Piper? I mean, who who were you who were you watching? When? Last night. Oh, uh, I was watching uh, a, a little-known pay-per-view called This Tuesday in Texas, mm-hmm. which featured a main event of Hulk Hogan against The Undertaker for the World okay. Wrestling, uh, it was Federation back then, right. World Wrestling Federation Championship, uh, 1991. Do you find that you get riled up when you watch wrestling? Oh, no, not anymore. But did you used to? I did to? as a child. Yeah. I, I have an older brother, and I can recall at one point he was watching, you know, Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy yeah, Piper, yeah. and I was I'm younger sister yes. in the family room, and he was watching that wrestling, and he came in and just pummeled on me, yes. as older brothers tend to do with their younger sisters. And mom said, that's it. You're not allowed to watch wrestling anymore. Oh, your parents did that to you, too. Okay. So My parents put the kibosh the on me, too, and then, and then yeah. uh, oh, I think it got lifted. Here's what it is interesting— and this is why, like, baseball cards and sports memorabilia is so popular. Anything that you can collect or have or see, and it brings you back to a moment you will never have again, but you can vividly remember, you can uh, mm-hmm. you can achieve that for a moment in time, it sells. Because there is no time machine, right? And being That's the closest a, thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was watching one the other night. And I told my wife, I was watching WrestleMania 9. It was 1993. I told my wife, I said, she asked, what are you watching? And I, she started watching it with me. And I said, I can vividly, specifically remember renting this VHS mm-hmm. from the marsh in Brownsburg <laughs> and taking this home. And I vividly remember watching it. And and that is why so the, the WWE Network is so popular mm-hmm. because for especially men, we are now grown men, my age. Want to go it, back and relive that. It allows Feel you that. every day, every time, anytime you want at the press of a button mm-hmm. to relive your childhood. Were you drinking your crystal clear Pepsi while you were <laughs> sitting in your family room? Oh, man. Uh, we have a couple more phone calls we're going to get to. Let's take a break and then we'll get those 
next? Yes. For all you people who complain, Rob is so negative. He doesn't do anything positive. Someone was yelling at me on social media earlier, and I told him to leave because they won't be missed. As a, That is my usually go-to uh, response. Yes, I know. You keep tagging me in these, too. <laughs> and I get another alert. I'm like, well, Rob keeps tagging I, me in these. I didn't actually tell the person to leave. They wouldn't be missed. But I told him they you know, could feel free to leave. And I just turned you off. Yeah, sure you did. We're going to end the the week on something positive for those people. Sounds good. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Princess cards she sends me with her regards. Oh, barroom I shine vacancy. This is uh trying to even think how to get into this segment. Kevin and I have been going back and forth. Since we didn't have our in-person mentoring. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. That's Casey. Kevin's our producer. Mm-hmm. And Kevin and I have our usually, normally, weekly uh, mentoring sessions. On Thursdays in, in, when we get off the air. Yeah. You guys go and talk. and Guy stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I walk Kevin through my life <laughs> and all the egregious choices I've so made. It's, a, it's an exercise of what not to do. <laughs> it usually starts out, when I was your age... <laughs> Yeah. And we work backwards from there. Since we didn't have that this week, because mm-hmm. Kevin strolled in here yesterday morning, didn't even take his jacket off and just said, no mentoring session today. <laughs> it's off. I've got a friend in Germany mm-hmm. who I'm meeting with via Zoom or yeah. Skype or whatever mm-hmm. it was. A big time deal. We kind of been texting back and forth the little mentoring session. And uh, in honor of yesterday being the 50th anniversary of Bruce Springsteen's debut album, mm-hmm. Greetings from Asbury Park, mm-hmm. Kevin and I have been just kind of texting back some musical thoughts. And he sent me some guy from California that he's been listening to. What's his yeah. name? Uh, well, the band is called Warm Doucher. Are we allowed to say that on air? <laughs> well, you just did, so. <laughs> Too late now. Yeah, that's, the, uh, that's German or something, isn't it? Well, it sounds like a German name, but they're from England, and they have a singer from California. And this is... This guy that he is listening to uh-huh. is just angry at the entire world. Yes, he is. And is just letting all his thoughts out. Mm-hmm, and putting it to music. And and it was fascinating, all the things that anger this guy in the, what's the name of the song? Was there? A, it's called Wildflowers. Yeah, and this guy, and I, I, so I told Kevin, let's, as your mentor and friend, let me kind of maybe bring you back into the more positive frame of mind. And I we started talking <laughs> about some maybe more deeper lyrical mm-hmm songs and artists and kind of going back and forth on that. And I said, Kevin, the next time you stroll up to some lady at whatever Kilroy is Greenwood drinking established towny Franklin establishment you're visiting. I think you were at a bowling alley this past weekend, hooking up with the local townies. Um, I said, just start quoting Bruce Springsteen's for you. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin has found it quite enthralling. I said, there is no way a woman can resist if you just randomly start quoting lines from the song for you and just presenting them as your own thoughts towards women. You've, you've opened his eyes. Yeah. But wait, 
you've opened my eyes to the fact is that you guys have a, like a fun text going back and forth. And the text that I get from you are, can you add this to the template? <laughs> Here's an article about Todd Rokita. Well, it really did turn into a mentorship uh, mm-hmm. uh, situation because, yeah, Rob was texting me all these lines and, uh-huh. yeah. you know, telling me, basically teaching me that Bruce wrote a playbook for uh, picking up chicks. He did. No, absolutely. The early Bruce Springsteen stuff is a, it is just a madman on fire of lines to pick up women with. Kevin, don't you know it's when you stop looking? That's when love happens. When you uh, let it go naturally. I I don't think so. Not for guys. You're, you're being the hunter, huh? Well, we, and I, we were having this conversation off air that for someone Kevin's age yeah. and younger, it would seem to be to be an extremely hard process to meet quality people mm-hmm. now yeah. because due to the dating app slash social media scene, the idea of... And look, Casey, I know you were the bell of the ball and picked up at a very young age, so maybe you didn't quite have this experience, but there was something uh, charming and eventful about the idea that I'm going to venture out into this space. About picking up chicks in the bar? I wasn't going to worry and ruin it like that, Casey. Stop ruining the romance here. Uh-huh. The, <laughs> I, the idea, Kevin, you love music and poetry and you will appreciate this the idea that i'm going to venture out in <laughs> stop laughing at me i'm trying to word it so that we don't ruin it for everyone okay you can call it picking up chicks at a bar i prefer <laughs> to refer to it as the idea that on a friday or saturday night i am going to venture out into this space into a great unknown that is about to happen before me, and I may meet someone who will end up being very special to me. Yeah. Doesn't that sound so much better than the picking up yeah. chicks in a bar? I think yeah, there's something sure. to be said about going into the real world, uh, meeting a person. Rather than uh, just on the dating app. And, and, right, I, and having a real conversation in person. And does that happen anymore with people from your generation or younger? Because so much of it plays out in front of them at your fingertips at any time via these social media dating app whatevers like like how many people just roll out to a uh, anywhere anymore and it's like let's see what happens well you know people don't go out to bars to meet people they meet people at work you keep saying this it happened to you did it not but who wouldn't want to meet me i'm a local celebrity casey uh-huh. please i had enthralled my now wife long before she had ever met me because mm-hmm. I had been inspiring her on the radio. Well, I am not a normal story, Casey. So many people uh, work from home now. Exactly. So that, that's going away. That's true. Yes. But it, social media is making people lose eye contact. People don't want to look at each other, each other in the eye anymore. Yeah, I mean, on They're social media. Buried in their phone. You're constantly bombarded with things. I mean, you're seeing everyone else's life and yeah. all that. And it's and all so. puppies and rainbows and sunshine, isn't it? And that's not real. Right. They don't uh, want to put their sad story out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've actually deleted my Instagram app for a little while. Had to take a break from it. Who's going to man the Uno Gold Instagram account? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Rob, would you like yeah, to take over? Yeah, you have any spare time? Uh, we got two calls, though. I wanted to close on a positive note. I know we got totally derailed on that, but I for all the people who get mad and say, all you ever do is complain and you're negative mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We got two very nice phone calls. I can't remember what they are because I labeled them something that I don't remember exactly what the one's content 10 was. One's 10 seconds, one's it's 40 seconds. It's a huge risk, so Kevin, just fire away. Maybe they're even the same phone call. I want to know 
I support you. Uh, I don't. I don't like Duke of Spendenburg. I didn't vote for him. I didn't care for Holcomb. Uh, I didn't vote for him, and I don't care for Mike Pence and, or Greg either one. And uh, I hope that these twenty Republicans, uh, as as bring it out in the open for people to see. You guys keep up the work, Rob. We like you. You're telling the truth, and I will back you 100. percent And I love your show. Thank you very much. Mm. It was very nice. You complete me. Well, <laughs> he sounded like your twin flame. <laughs> I would respond to that, but I want to make sure we had plenty of time to get this other fabulous phone call that I don't remember exactly what the person said on the air. The full effort you guys give, awesome. And uh, I'd just like to say, Casey, you're amazing. Great addition to the show. And Rob, as always, I'm so glad that you are the biggest pain in the ass and you make everyone's life hell. <laughs> that was nice. That Thank was you. just for those people who have been mm -hmm. very mad at me this week that I have had the audacity to hold Republicans accountable for their voting record. And then I'll just let the music take us out because this is... Incredible. All right. You have a you have a great weekend. You too. We're putting a lid on it. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Kevin. And thank you for being here. We're going to count on you to be back on Monday. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. I came for you.